Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour number two here on a magnificent football Monday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you on the BetQL Network. Great to be simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next two hours. Uh, and if you're watching us on Stadium right now, thank you very much. We got a badass two hours of wagertainment coming your way. We'll be joined by Tim Brando, uh, play-by-play college football broadcaster for our friends at Fox Sports coming up an hour from now. We'll talk Heisman Trophy, National Championship, and more with the great Tim Brando. The whale capper Drew Dinsick will join us as well coming up next hour on the show. NBC Sports batting analyst to give us his plays for the Chiefs and the Eagles. Monday Night Football coming up tonight. Super Bowl rematch and looking ahead to this week in the National Football League with a couple games on Thursday and obviously a Black Friday game where we've got news we will get to in a second with the Jets and the Dolphins. But for now, Ken and I are handicapping week 12 in the National Football League. We only have three shows this week. We got a lot to cram in, so we're giving it to you all today and obviously over the course of the rest of the week as well. If you want our handicaps of the Lions and the Packers, oh my. The Cowboys and the Commanders, just search You Bet wherever you find your podcasts. We covered those two games in our number one. All right, Jake, bring the music back up here, please. And Ken, let's get to the nightcap coming up on Thursday night on Thanksgiving, and that's an NFC West showdown with the Niners and the Seahawks in Seattle. Now, the piece of injury news here that could potentially impact the point spread, the status of Geno Smith, who was bruised his tricep yesterday. Drew Locke, I'm convinced that Seattle lost because Drew Locke came in for a couple series. I think if Geno had stayed in the whole game, they probably would have won. Locke was, as you might expect, as we've seen in the past. Like, he's not very good, obviously. Um... So Gino comes in on the final drive, gets the Seahawks in field goal range. Pete Carroll does the whole Carrollsaurus, like a like dinosaur brain, small arms thing, and they settle for 55-yard field goal. Jason Myers misses, Rams win, and the Seahawks end up losing that game. Post-game, Pete Carroll says, you know, Gino Smith, like really sore triceps injury. Carroll did say today that Gino is on track to play on Thursday night. So I think like we can operate as if Gino will be playing quarterback for the Seahawks. It does not look low, Ken. Like the Seahawks are going to have star running back Kenneth Walker. Oblique injury yesterday, leaves early in the game. So it looks like Seattle uh, rookie running back Zach Charbonnet will handle the workload coming up on Thursday night against obviously a tough 49ers front. Um, Hufango, San Francisco star safety, lost for the season with a torn ACL. So, that, so that's where we're at injury-wise. 35 degrees in Central Park. Niners, a touchdown favorite at Seattle. The total currently sitting at about like 45 and a half, or maybe that's a little low. Uh, Ken, what do you have for us here with the Niners and the Seahawks coming up on Thursday night? Total is 43. I couldn't read my own handwriting. No, you're fine. Uh, open 43 has basically stayed in that area. We we haven't seen a lot of interest in a couple of the totals. The over in the Packers-Lions game, which you mentioned last hour, is the only total on Thanksgiving that's gotten bet. A good amount has gotten bet up. 
I don't think that's particularly surprising for for people that follow the Lions in these home games and and how these these games tend to go. Also, the first meeting between those teams, which we didn't talk about anyway, in the handicap of that game, uh, went over the total between the Lions and Packers. Uh, this another division game. Uh, it's worth noting. So, like, yes, can definitely talk about the game. The result yesterday, like it it seems not like just like unimportant. Like you know, every game in the NFL is important, but you know, like. I think we focus on like a lot of the big results from yesterday. We'll certainly talk about the Jets coming up here. That loss, because you might, here, my point is, you're going to see that score. And you're going to be like, oh, like, cool, like Rams win. I guess maybe they can get back into it. But like, the Seahawks are still good. Like, the NFC stinks. Like, they're going to be okay. You know, like Minnesota lost on Sunday Night Football. They would be in the sixth spot, Seattle in five. Like, ah, they're going to be good. Like, look at the, there's a couple game gap between them and everybody else. Here's Seattle's next four games. San Francisco, the game that we're kind of talking about right now, at Dallas, at San Francisco again. Loss, loss, loss. Home Philadelphia. Loss. They're about to lose five games in a row. Still think they're making the playoffs? Still think this can't get weird? Still think the Vikings can't be the six? And, And a completely insane team could be the seven? Maybe it's Atlanta. Maybe it's the Rams who won yesterday. Maybe it's the Packers. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's Tampa. Packers are probably a bad because, you know, they're going to lose on Thanksgiving. But you get the idea. Like, it could be someone really nuts. Maybe it's the Giants. The (laughs) Giants. No, it will not be the Giants. I don't know. I think they're going to win this week. That's another one. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. The the bear. The bears might might really rue losing that game because the bears are actually not bad. They're actually not a bad team. How about how about this? Like, I know the commanders traded. They're gonna rue losing yesterday. Like, they're gonna be like the worst team that every week you look and you go, they could be in the playoffs. They're gonna be like the worst team ever that fits that description. Where every single week you're like, they're really in it, but like, like not they don't even act like they're in it. They don't even well, they definitely don't trade like they're in it. Uh, just it's really crazy. So I know it doesn't seem like oh 17, 16 Rams, crazy game. Nah, it's all good. It's not all good. It's really, really like they almost they kind of like have to win this game, really, to have this like not get crazy in a few weeks. Like this is the winnable one. But like at Dallas, at San Francisco, home Philly, this is the most winnable of the four. There's seven point dog in the game. Geno Smith may not play. Rut row. Just wanted to like really point again, like I in the NFL, week to week league, always make bets based on what's gonna happen and like what's what the schedule is gonna happen in the future, not what you just saw. So, like, if a team looked really good this week, but they're about to play a brutal stretch, don't bet the really good result. Look at the stretch. Like, that's the bad. Like, that's what's that's what's about to happen. This is why we bet Dallas stuff last week. You look at the schedule. You go, how are we about to think about this team for about three or four weeks? How are we about to think about Seattle as the team that's about to pick 13th in the NFL draft? Like, that's how we're about to think about them, it seems like, at least based on what's going to happen. What do I think is going to happen in this game? I just, I don't know what the evidence is for Seattle holding up here. Maybe San Francisco plays bad. Can happen in any game. Like, we don't have a lot of Seattle games against, like, the great teams. We have the Ravens game. Didn't go great. But the Ravens were playing really well. That was at their place. And and we have the Lions game from week two, which was, like, a good win. Like, a high-scoring, fun game. I think what that points to is kind of like that I, I every week I don't know what we're going to get from Seattle. Are we going to get the Detroit game or are we going to get the Baltimore game? Which one are we going to get? And you and I have talked about this, like, which teams do we have the most trouble with week to week? Seattle's way close to the top of that list for me. So maybe there's a version of them that really, like, gives you something here and keeps it close. 
San Francisco is much better. San Francisco already went through a prolonged slump this season and clearly out of it and playing much better. I, I think I think where I land on this, so of the three games so far, I actually would bet both other favorites before I'd bet this game. I think this might just be the right number in the game. I think seven's my thing. Whereas like I might lay Dallas and I might lay Detroit. I think this might just be the right number in the game. And I, I, I just would not have confidence in Seattle keeping a game close against like an A-level opponent. So I guess he, my question would be, if Gino's definitely in, because he's not definitely in yet. Pete Carroll has said like, he's on track to sure. play. If definitely, Gino's announ announced in, in okay. th this comes off seven, right? Or is Probably it seven even and, with Gino? It's six and a half, seven on the board right now. Like there's a few six and a halves. Probably comes off seven. So if you're like the sort of like the scavenger but, for like the half point of CLV. Get, get the notification and bet the Seahawks when Gino's announced get the and try but, to get but, seven. But, but honestly, like, if it does, who's they're they're losing? I am I am I teasing them to win with Lions one and a half, and then having uh, a piece well, of pie and having a great thing. day? Yeah. yeah, like is it? Yeah, even, I mean, I just, if, even at like even if it's seven, you just tease the Niners down to one just to win the game. It's funny because you know, like you think like a division game with a touchdown number and and Seattle, like you, to your point, like they do dumb stuff. Like they're also a team that wins a lot of games every single year. Like they're not a team necessarily that we should make fun of a lot they've had a lot of success but this does seem like a tremendous mismatch like as at least as much as the market indicates also and this is where i kind of was going i just stalled there for a little bit if gino plays i mean that we have to kind of have the conversation like if he plays are we betting unders because he he may not finish the game he's playing with an injury on a short week how's this supposed to go it's supposed to go great against bosa and chase young and these guys it's supposed to go really awesome like, I, he already got knocked out of the Giants game earlier this year. Like, got knocked out of this game. I I would, I would like, begin to think of him as fragile versus other starting quarterbacks. Not that, like, that's a personality flaw or, like, a character flaw. Just that, like, you take enough hits. Like, this needs to be talked about. That are we going to play unders? Because this may not go really well. And you may not be 100%. And you may try because, like, you're really good and you're, like, an awesome player. Also, it may not go great. Like, I... If he play, I, I, the best case scenario here is he's announced in early in the week, which gives times for props to get posted everywhere and for us to like forget about this. And then we, and then we probably bet unders on him on Thursday. Short week with an injury against this team, like the unders can win normally. They can also win because he doesn't finish the game. It feels like we're having the same cap of all three games, which is just the obliteration of the other team's quarterback. But that's kind of what these two these games come down to. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a magnificent Monday. Uh, talking the Thanksgiving games, we'll get to Black Friday in a second. Just one on-field handicap note here. I am, and like the, you got Kenneth Walker in fantasy, like I do in a couple leagues, so we're up against it big time now. He hasn't been healthy for a while. Uh, I think the word that Pete Carroll used was like, I don't think it was serious, but it was like, oh, it's a real injury, like a real yeah. oblique injury. He, he ain't playing He used like a cliche, not a cliche, he used like a slang term, right? It was like, like something I, I, to intimate that, like, yeah, like, yeah. it was basically, like, yeah, like, it's it's like a real deal injury, something like real that. Real deal, I think, actually might have been it, which is, I, I mean, if that's what it was, I, I guess, like, great. So, um, that's tough. Well, and also, like, again, this matchup, like, even if he was healthy, this, def this defensive line's a monster. You want to run against this but, team? Really? But, like, the one thing with Walker, and, like, maybe he wouldn't be able to, he's at least explosive. Like, he could, he could be, like, you know, 
six carries for eight yards and then rip off a 40-yarder and like get them in like a, like a really positive field position. So Zach Charbonnet yesterday, so Walker gets hurt early in the game, screws every fantasy team, including mine, he, obviously not purposefully, but just like, hey, that's my experience watching the game was. I lost fantasy matchups because Kenneth Walker got hurt. What can you do? So Zach Charbonnet comes in, like the, the rookie second rounder, 15 for 47, like against the Rams. So like Charbonnet's been slowly eating into Walker's workload, but has not, like, done anything to kind of, like, take anything significant away if Walker's going to be fully healthy. I don't know that he's any good, that, like, Charbonnet's any good. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball in this game, and it's all going to be on Geno and, like, these receivers to get it done. I think it's, like, a really bad matchup for them. Now, that doesn't mean San Francisco wins by 10. I think it's—I think we probably—honestly, like, why don't we just, like, tease the Niners and, and, and the Lions just, like, be done with it? And have like a really great yeah. start and finish to the day. And and tease the Cowboys to five. <laughs> yeah, right. Or three team I mean, I, ten point and go through right with the, with with the three teams. Uh, except like I think you lose on pushes on that bet. So like I, I don't want Niners plus three if I lose on three. Like I don't well, want we're that not bet. Losing. You know, like a, <laughs> we would we would just win. no noted. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think like I'm just trying to find like like there's a path to competitiveness here. Like the the Seahawks, like that's what I mean. Like the sort of the the hot cold nature of the Seahawks offense. Like I, they had uh, they played Cleveland a few weeks ago. Cleveland has like the best defense in the league. If Cleveland Cleveland's about to Cleveland might set like a bunch of records this year for things that they're doing really well defensively, which have been very interesting. They allow first downs at like the lowest rate in NFL history. I mean, it's really wild some of the stuff they're doing, and and the Seahawks scored in the twenties on them and in a home game they had like an okay game. Like they didn't get totally they shut down. Yep. Right. So, okay, like that's that's your A Seahawks performance is they do that, what they did to Cleveland. They do that in this game. Geno plays pretty well. I think he turned it over a couple times, but uh, Walker ran okay in the game. They at least ran the ball kind of effectively. There's a version of this that's okay for Seattle. My point is just like, I can't place the bet when the other half of the time it's the Baltimore game and it's non-competitive and Geno's hurt and the defense getting shredded. It's just like, yeah, that like that's what it is. It's just you can't run the ball. Okay, which one is it? I don't know. I, I kind of land on like Niners by about a touchdown is probably about right. And and to your point about teasing, if we feel confident this is the right number in the game, I actually feel kind of confident Lions, not seven and a half is the right number, but more than a touchdown is the right number. If we feel Agreed. good that those are like really close to like good numbers, great. Now let's tease away from them because we think those are really like those are like solid, really good numbers. And I want to tease away. Then I feel like those are really good. Uh, we have a couple pieces of breaking news as it regards to, mm. uh, to the Thanksgiving game. Um, Aaron Jones officially did not practice today. He ain't playing right. for the Packers on Thursday. Like, that's not confirmed, but, I mean, common sense tells you that he ain't going to play. Uh, the Cowboys listed C.D. Lamb as limited on today's estimated injury report with an ankle injury. He's It's a walkthrough on Monday. He ain't, he, yep. I think he'll be fine and ready to play. Tom Palacero reporting that from NFL Media. We'll bring you more news, obviously, as it comes in. I, I am not concerned right now about C.D. Lamb's availability coming up for Thursday against against Washington. Um, why don't we at least like I can give the news here for the Jets and Dolphins, sure. and maybe we could start our handicap on the other side. Or do you want? Actually, so, I have one more. I have one more thing. Can I do one more ahead. thing, and then we can and then we can do Jets in the next segment? If that's okay. Just like because I'm just thinking about like the person who's watching Stadium, and this is the first segment that they see. It's a Monday. Be like like favorites. Like this is what we're talking about. Like this is this is like square betting 101, right? Like teasing the favorites down, all this stuff. Just like to provide some clarity and some context, we bet the Raiders last week. <laughs> we, we bet we bet bad teams with the same frequency that we bet. It just like it 
if you have a philosophy where like one has to be bad and one has to be good, like, well, I don't bet favorites or I don't bet under whenever, then like you're you're going to miss out on stuff that might be good. Like we're equal opportunity here. Whatever the, whatever the board looks like, whatever we're kind of into, that's what we're going to with this week. Yeah, it's huge mismatches in good spots for teams that are probably going to win. Like that's how we're playing it. Now, join us on the other side to see if we're going to make a case for Tim Boyle and the Jets on Friday oh against Tuatunga Vailoa and the Miami Dolphins. Black Friday, and then we'll get the Sunday coming up next. Nick and Ken, you better, you bet.